Through the Keyhole is fueled by Vanessa House Beer Company, located in Automobile Alley at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City. Stop by the tap room and try the legendary 401k lager or the refreshing destination wedding cerveza with salt and lime. Vanessa House is always brewing something fun like the Pog Hard Seltzer or their sweet and tasty sours. Great beers for a hot Oklahoma summer as we march towards football season. Stop by the Vanessa House Tap Room at 118 Northwest 8th Street in Oklahoma City for good drinks and family-friendly good times. Kids and pets are welcome. Yes, I mentioned kids and pets in the same sentence. Vanessa House Beer Company, the best beer in Oklahoma City. Please drink responsibly. It's I was there the day the strength of men failed. Welcome to Through the Keyhole, an OU fan podcast, and today we will be speaking almost exclusively not about Oklahoma, (laughs) but about the seismic shift that happened uh, out west, um, I guess right along the normal fault lines, but the Pac-12 being basically the head cut off the snake out there and shifted over to the, uh, the, I guess the Midwest of the country keeps expanding. Uh, if you were to listen to uh, Michael Wilbon, you keep saying everything's Midwest. Uh, but to join me, I have uh, Rob Bowron of Beta Rank and also of the 12 Pack Radio? Question yeah. Mark? Yeah. I mean, for, for the moment, I mean, like uh, TBD on what that's going to end up doing. I mean, like uh, we were once approached by um, a podcast network about becoming their national podcast. Mm-hmm. um for college football and they were but the the sticker was like you have to do this every day and i was like dude i have a job like what are you yeah. talking about like i'm not i'm not doing a daily podcast for you people <laughs> um but all of a sudden you're like man like maybe what are, what are we gonna do <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh but today we're gonna talk about like i said the shape of college football uh i think rob uh we were talking offline had this called, had this pegged a year ago. I'm assuming around the the OU Texas uh, uh, shifting and everyone had started kind of deciding stuff. Uh, to me, this is a little bit of a shocker because everything out West just kind of seemed like it was so far, like they were shielded by the Rocky Mountains to a certain degree. Like, you know, why would you extend your time zone that far out? The travel is so far out, all that type of stuff. I mean, rut- I mean, you know, like the Rutgers – USC baseball teams having to play each other on Thursday night or something. It's just going to be hell for those guys, but that's not for me to care about, I guess. Um, what, 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 I mean, what was your expectations? I mean, when you opened up Twitter or got a phone call or a text saying, Hey, look what's happening. Yeah. I mean, when John Wilner broke it, um, I mean, I, I wasn't surprised, um, you know, like in, there had been rumors flying around. I mean, and, and the big 10 is, you know, the, the big 10 is in negotiations, right? I mean, they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, part of the reason we are having realignment right now is that a good number of conferences, you know, are either 
in negotiations or have already finished negotiations for their new TV contracts. And what happens when you sign those contracts is you also usually either have a grant of rights or, um, you know, some obligation to stick it out for the length of the TV contract as Texas and OU fans, I'm sure are aware, right? <laughs> as the big, as they, <laughs> yes. as they approach the end of the big 12 contract and their, you know, grant of rights. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, the big 10 being in negotiations, I, I, I probably had it. <sighs> I thought it was like 60, 40, you know, like that they would stay. I thought to your point, like the geography would be enough. The, the sort of the, the time zone um, issue. I thought also the historic relationship between the PAC 12 and the big 10 um, might play a role there. Um, and then also the last point that I thought was important was that uh, both Fox and ESPN both need content in those yeah. in those time slots, right? Like they need West Coast primetime content to be able to show. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, you're going to get six home games with USC or UCLA from the Big Ten now that you could potentially show in those time slots. Um, but it was like, it, I really thought like ESPN and Fox might leave them, leave the Pac-12 alone in this case. Um you know, I mean, and really like ESPN's, I mean, ESPN's, they're not quite full up, but they're pretty close, right? Like, I mean, after signing the, yeah. like, at, like that was part of the move for grabbing Texas and OU was like, they already had the ACC fully locked up. They have now fully locked up the SEC. They didn't really have space and they wanted to continue to have some big 10 and some pac 12 they didn't really have space for big 12 content. So might as well grab Texas and Oklahoma and move them <laughs> to the place you already signed a contract with. Right. Yes. Um, and then in this case, like I, but I, I thought Fox, right. Like, and Fox was all Fox. If you look at it because of what we just talked about with the, you know, relationship, or I mean, with, you know, ESPN being likely fairly full up and the big 12, no longer having Texas and Oklahoma. I also thought Fox might leave it be because they were going to need enough content to fill FS1. And I mean, now Fox, of course, has the baseball contract. And so some of those Saturdays in the fall, you're going to have like a Yankees game in the afternoon, yeah. right? Um, but I really thought like, oh, well, they're, they're still going to have enough content needs. They're likely to be the Pac-12's primary partner on the next contract. I thought in that case, like Fox as the Big Ten's partner might leave it be. And I, I just want to be clear here because like, I don't like, there's no point in playing pretend here. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's a great interview from like John Skipper that I think the, the former head of ESPN that like Dan Levitard did. That was just, and John Skipper's like, yeah, like we call the shots. <laughs> like, I mean, he's no longer, <laughs> yeah. like he's no longer at ESPN. So he just let the cat out of the bag and he's like, yeah, like realignment, that's all us. Right. I mean, a couple years ago, somebody had asked uh, Boston college's athletic director before they ended up in the ACC, you know, like what's going to happen, where are you going to go? And in a moment of real honesty, he said, we're just waiting on ESPN to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's like when people today are, they're like, what's going to happen. I'm like, whatever Fox or ESPN wants, <laughs> you know? Um, because that's like, that is overwhelmingly driving this. And that's, I mean, in some cases, I think you can argue that's a bummer because like, there's no, um, this isn't like the NFL model where you have, you can, you should think of the owners in the NFL as shareholders, right? Like yes, they, yeah. they own a part of the larger NFL business. Um, and so they can and will make longer term investments to like 
put an expansion team in Phoenix or something. I mean, like, for example, right? Like, there's no way the NFL would walk away from having, you know, like Phoenix and Seattle, <laughs> you know, yes. and like San Francisco as markets that they are in. College football, on the other hand, may very well do just that. Um, you know, at least as far as like the, the you know, the, the major college football what we're thinking that's going to look like in the future that could happen. Um, so I think, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, as we look at this and what they're, what Fox decided to do is Fox, I don't know that they felt like they needed to make a move necessarily to counter that ESPN move. Um, but I think that like, I, I think one of the lessons Fox probably has learned, and I mean, they did this to, they did this to the PAC 12 along with ESPN because the PAC, the pack 14 or pack 16 almost happened. Yes. And that was going to yep. be, that was going to be a contract with NBC, right? NBC was going to expand their college football coverage beyond Notre Dame. They had a deal with the pack 12, Texas, Oklahoma, and yep. you know, a couple other schools yep. were coming. And then yep. Fox the Oklahoma, and ESPN, Oklahoma had the, had the pack logo on the field. Yeah. Getting ready for the press conference and everything. And yep. like, you know, the last hour of the last day, ESPN comes in and, and like offers Texas the Longhorn Network and kills it, right? Like, I mean, and yeah. they offered, I mean, Fox and ESPN came in and offered a bunch of money not to go do that, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so that, well, I mean, so that, so that they stayed the primary, you know, the primary stakeholders in college football, right? Like yeah. NBC would have suddenly become a major player in college football and they're not now still. So, I mean, I just said like, it's going to be like, I, I like Fox makes this move. I think part of it is because like, if you can make it like what I think the lesson they've learned is like, if you can make a move like this, you have to do it because later on, like things may have changed and you may not have this option, right? Like, like ESPN may realize that there's huge money to be made off of like, you know, more, you can show more college football on ABC or it's streaming on Disney plus or something like that. Yes, right. Yeah. And like, they may look at it and be like, actually what we ESPN needs is USC and UCLA and the SEC or something like that. Right. So Fox makes this move. Um, but I want to be clear. Cause like people are running around saying crazy stuff, right? Like, um, this is the, you know, and somebody said this, some, some AD admitted this to awful announcing, right? was like, listen, like Fox and ESPN are giving us valuations of schools, right? Like they're giving us oh, wow. how they would value these schools. Yeah. And then, you know, like, and then the conversations start. But this is like, I mean, this is like the, Chris Vanini and I were like uh, the athletic writer. Uh, mm -hmm. he, like I made a comment about like, listen, like, by the time someone applies, like it's a foregone conclusion. No one yes. applies until yeah. they know the vote. The votes are already counted. Yeah. Um, Which is even funnier to me that this happened so nice, cut and clean. It's yeah. it was announced. There's a, a decision tonight. It's happening, you know, in 24. And it, right. oh, OU, the, the OU uh, Oklahoma thing, the votes have been counted. It does right. seem like it happened. Just no one had told A&M. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody but that weird guy. Don't tell him he's going to freak out. And then they found right. out and it all got real messy, uh, yeah. which is just kind of hilarious. Uh, but the boats have been, I mean, like the only yes. question, the only question at that point was whether it was going to be unanimous or not. Right. Yes. Like whether a, like that was literally the only question that was possible is like, would A&M vote? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I hope Matt, you don't know how much I wish they'd, it would have been 
12 to one or whatever, whatever the yeah. would have been. I would have loved it. I'm like, if you're going to do yeah. it, you're gonna make spi- all these do stories, it spiteful, be spiteful. Or, yeah. Um, they, like, if we're going to be in pods, do not put text. I mean, do, do the full thing. I mean, just yeah. go for it all the way. But I mean, uh, someone who lives in, you know, Oklahoma, I get the USC thing. I get that. Right. It's in the market in LA and stuff. Walk me through UCLA. In no point in time in my life has UCLA, even in the basketball, I mean, mattered. I guess basketball. I mean, early, they haven't mattered in a long time. They have, they have right? not mattered in a long, long time. Yeah. Is it just the f- double? Because, I mean, it's kind of like that thing. Like, if you have a move, make the move, make it fully. Because, like, why would you want to take UCLA and let's say they take in, I mean, sorry, USC and Oregon. Then you allow someone to say, hey, we'll take UCLA and, like, also be in the LA market. So, I mean, it, was that just it? Just like fully solidifying that market? Or is there some more interstate political lines that connect those two schools that I'm just not aware of? Well, some of it is this is, I mean, like UCLA and USC are fairly connected, right? I mean, like mm-hmm. these these two schools, you know, they share a rivalry. They share, they literally, like, they share a city, you know, like yes. there's not yeah. like, um, you know, and so there's, but I like, People and I, I went round and round with a lot of what, like going back to last summer, because last summer, um, after the Texas No You move, a lot of Oregon and Washington fans in the Pac 12 were just sure that they were going to the Big 10 and UCLA was not. And I was like, you guys are kidding yourselves. Because look, like everyone acts as if market size doesn't matter. Everyone wants to run around and be like, oh, streaming's everything. Like it's not yet. Right. Like I I do, I help companies optimize their advertising spend. Many companies are invested across only the very small companies are only invested in streaming for advertising. Everyone is invested across both platforms. There is money to be made off of linear, which is like what you call old school TV, right? Cable subscriptions, that kind of thing. There's still a lot of money to be made there right? Like the big 10 is going to be making an additional dollar per cable subscription in LA. Like that Southern California market is enormous. <laughs> like, I mean, like, think of this, like, you're getting LA, Orange County, San Diego, like, I mean, all of that, right, is now in. Um, and that's now big 10 country, right? Like, and the big 10 network is going to be on, you know, probably on basic cable now, um, <clears throat> out there, you know, and that, is a huge amount of money to be made for the big 10. Um, the other part is, is like UCLA for reasons that are just difficult to under, like it is just, it has its UCLA absolutely has its quirks. They, they fundraise for athletics with a handicap because main campus restricts how much they can fundraise for athletics. So they don't compete with main campus fundraising. Now, UCLA is one of the best public universities in the entire, like, I mean, full stop, one of the best universities in the entire world, arguably the, a lot, like, it's sort of like a dogfight back and forth between whom and Cal, like, who's the best public university in the world? It's UCLA or Cal. Um, So like, yeah, I get it. Like, they're serious about their academics and fundraising for main campus, you know, like, got it. But like UCLA has always competed at a bit of a handicap financially that is just imposed by like, I mean, there's more money for UCLA to make out there by a long shot in fundraising. And I think you see it like if you're UCLA, 
you know, I mean, like in the big 10, I mean, the big 10 knows this, right? Like, I mean, they, like, they know UCLA is a more like people don't really like people, like people think of Oregon as like a national brand, like Oregon itself is small. That is not a huge state, right? Like, no, no. And they don't. And the other part is, is like, and this is true across. And I, I mean, I run, I, I cover hundred, I mean, it's going to be 131 with James Madison this year, but 131 college football teams with an advanced stats model and a website, right? Like I have a pretty good idea about engagement across a lot of college football teams and the PAC 12 has always had an engagement problem, right? Like, a, like, I mean, for, for every school, Oregon and Minnesota or Oregon and, and Washington profile far closer to like a middle of mm-hmm. the road, big 10 program and engagement. They just yeah. do like they're closer to Minnesota or Iowa. And that's, that's a tougher sell, right? Like, and, and yes. here's the other part, like, even if you talk yourself into like, is UCLA any better or any of that, like who cares? Like you could send your, you have an opportunity to send your, you have an opportunity to send Ohio state out to LA more often, right? Yes. Like you have an opera, like, whereas if you only have USC in that market, you get LA and you're getting six games a year in LA with mm-hmm. UCLA there, you now get at least 12 games a year, right? Yeah. Like that's a big that's, deal. That That's something too. I was thinking about was, I wonder how much now, obviously there, there's, there's equivalent exchange. I mean, there's like USC, UCLA, we're going to get a lot more money <laughs> right. to survive. They're going to get out of the horrible Pac-12 money TV deals and stuff. It's like, hey, we're not going to have to deal with whatever's going to happen next. We're going to fall into the thing we know is about to happen. I get all that. Right. But it does. I kept thinking about it. And I was like, this does seem so much more of a win for the Big Ten. Like, hands down to me, just for the, what you just said. I mean, now all those schools have California, that right. huge giant market just available to them. You know, Wisconsin no, I mean, has a chance to get the wide receivers they maybe usually don't get. I mean, it's like all kinds right. of stuff just happens. And I was like, do does USC and UCLA see that they may have just like backdoored themselves just slightly? Because like Oklahoma felt it. The moment AM said we're the SEC school, Oklahoma's natural recruiting ground vanished. I mean, yeah, was, it know, got tougher. Everyone's in there. Yeah, yeah, Oklahoma moving to SEC, all it does is just reclaim that recruiting ground. Like they're not yeah. gaining anything more, just reclaiming the, the regional stuff. UCLA well, and USC the, could be doing it, could be kind of seeding their own ground yeah. to a certain degree. I mean, look, and look, like I don't want to, like, I mean, if you want to send hate mail to me for this, fine. But like, I mean, Lincoln <laughs> Riley took the, like, he took the, he took the USC job, right? Because like, if you look at the last five years in particular, like the top recruits yes. in California are already getting poached, right? Yes. Like, you know, Bryce Young, guess where he's from? California. CJ Stroud, guess where he's from? California. That uh, I, the amazing tight end that his name is now escaping me for Georgia last season, the freshman, where's he from? Mm-hmm. California, right? Like the top programs have already been raiding California, right? Like Lincoln Riley just looked at it and was like, well, if, USC isn't run by idiots, which it for the most part had been (laughs) right. Like we can keep those guys at home. And so I do think that there is like, look, the door has been open. Like California has been open for business for poaching, um, you know, kids. I I think that's likely to change with USC's current. Now, uh, like 
here's a little like in case you all didn't know this about chip kelly like chip kelly only recruits on tuesdays like that dude does not care <laughs> about recruiting one bit like ucla has like significantly underperformed in recruiting since chip kelly got there like he did the same thing at oregon like chip kelly was all scheme at oregon he was yes. not recruiting top players um so there's probably a ceiling on where ucla gets with kelly but you know like i, I just i i think when you look at you know like yes like usc potentially does open up the door um, mm -hmm. I think this is another win for the Big Ten, though, because, like, look, there's there's a lot of Big Ten alumni in L.A. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, the biggest, the, the sneaky biggest loss for the Pac-12 teams here is not having that L.A. trip because it's, a, it's really important both for athletic and main campus fundraising because everybody's biggest alumni base outside of their home state is in Los Angeles. Like, oddly enough, that's why Colorado joined the Pac-12, right? Like, Colorado, mm -hmm. like one of the big reasons, like beyond maybe being pissed at Texas or the way things were going in the Big 12, Colorado's biggest alumni base wasn't in Texas. It was in Los Angeles, yeah. right? So, like, being able to connect with your alumni is super important. <laughs> like, the Big 10 has alumni all over the country, including Los Angeles. Um, and so being able to connect with those alumni you know, is going to be a, a big win for them. Um, you know, and I mean, the part that I think like for the big 10, this is an easier win, right? Like it's exciting. If you're Iowa to get UCLA coming to play yes. a home game, right? Like that's exciting, at least for a while, man, if you're the, like, that's what, like, look, I get it. Like there's, you have no choice. Like if you, the big 10 offers you big 10 bucks, like you are going to say, yes, I would like to also swim in your Scrooge McDuck pile of money. But you're not gonna, <laughs> you're, you're like, if you're USC, you're like, I just look at that. And I'm like, man, you're gonna, you're going to like November home, you're going November away games in Minnesota, man. Yes. Like you're gonna, they're gonna like, be like rowing the boat and shit. It's like what's happening right now. <laughs> well, everybody, everybody's like, we get to see USC versus Ohio State, and I'm like, probably once every two or three years, right? Like, yeah. I mean, not every year. And in the interim, we're gonna get to see you. Like, I mean, the Big Ten's top. I mean, there is a Death Star atop the Big Ten in Ohio State, right? Yes. And USC is gonna try to build up and catch that. Um, and there's some excitement. You can go to Camp Randall, you can go to, you know, like Happy Valley. I mean, good luck though. Getting like Penn State's in the middle of goddamn nowhere. Yes. Uh, like, but the, you know, those, you know, those, you know, Michigan's going to be, those are exciting trips, but like Purdue, Rutgers, Maryland, you know, like Illinois, uh, I mean, even Nebraska is not all that. Ex I mean, God, I, I mean, I grew up in Wyoming and I'm just like, you, you guys can keep all, <laughs> you guys can keep all that flat stuff. Like just have it. But the, like, those are not, those aren't great trips, you know? Yeah. And like, that's going to be, that's the major, like, despite all the hoopla, that's most of your schedule, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That, that's the stuff I, I mean, I'll, I'll talk real quick. It, you, they could, I can also receive hate mail for this thing. Los Angeles itself has a population of 3.973 million people as of 2020. Oklahoma as of 2020 is 3.949. So the city of Los Angeles has more people than Oklahoma does, period. So I, we understand from the recruiting aspect, there's just more people to find 
people. Yeah. Like that, that part makes sense. Uh, according to 24 seven sports, which is the one I like the most. I like, I like the composite idea. There are 28, five and four stars in California uh, of this cycle. There's 67 in Texas. So Oklahoma being able to kind of reach back into that area and everything of that nature can do that. And I, I think that if the PAC 12, I guess not no longer the PAC 12, if USC becomes a, and they have a serious football program again, yeah, <laughs> they can keep most of those. I mean, the, the other regional schools are unserious football programs to, to a certain degree. I mean, you only have to fend off. You have to fend off the other powers. Like, yes. right. Like, I mean, and look like Oregon was, you know, the, Oregon had gotten in while Clay Helton was there and Oregon had gotten some wins for sure yes. against USC. Um, but like the major, like the major problem, like in Oregon fans have brought that up. They're like, Oh, USC is tired of having to recruit against Oregon. I'm like, no, like USC just wants a bunch of money. Like they just don't want to be left out. <laughs> right. I mean, like you don't have to make this personal. It's not, this is not personal. This is straight up just like someone made you a far better offer. Um, but I just like the, um, like USC, you just have to fend off now. Like, look, like maybe you just made it easier for Ohio state to come in and get your kids. That's and that's, what, that's the one that you maybe thinking. watch out for is like, I mean, I don't worry so much about Michigan so much. Like, I don't think they're going to get there recruiting wise. I also don't think Penn state's going to get there um, to where they could really consistently threaten USC. But like, but I also would say, I mean, like, man, Ohio State's already coming in and getting guys. Like, it's not as if, like, True. I mean, maybe you open the door more, um, you know, but, like, what, what I would worry about, I mean, like, what amazes me in this is, like, you go back and look at, like, some of Jim Mora's classes, and, mm -hmm. and Jim Mora was not a great on-the-field coach for a lot no, of his no, tenure at, at UCLA. But the dude could recruit. Like, and he had some top 10 classes at UCLA and like seeing where they are now. I mean, it just boggles my mind. I mean, and some of it is like, they never quite have enough money. They're like, you know, like Chip Kelly's still getting paid by the NFL. So they're not paying him that much to be the coach and like all this. Yeah, I got it. Right. But like UCLA, like UCLA could take some L's in this, like, I mean, cause like everybody's like, Oh, UCLA turned it around. Like the PAC 12 was really bad last season. Um, unusually. I mean, yeah. Like, and the, and like, the UCLA, the uh, LSU win too, like aged yeah. very poorly, very quickly. <laughs> right. I mean like, and Chip Kelly has really struggled to hire a defensive coordinator at, at UCLA. Um, I mean, they could really, like, I mean, opening the door maybe more for some of the other Big Ten schools could really hurt UCLA, I think. Like, because I just don't think they're set. Like, I think if you look at Lincoln Riley and the staff that he's put together, like, they can recruit pretty well, and they're going to be fine. Oh, for um, sure. I think yeah, there's like, stuff you could look at. I mean, I think for UCLA is that you're going to be able to see schedule losses a lot easier than you can for other schools just due to the amount of travel. I mean, it's like yeah. – Oh, we're having to go to Camp Randall. They have a bye week the day before, you know, the week before, something like that. Right. Like, okay, well, this sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it, that part does kind of like you can kind of see that. And you already see some of that stuff in NFL. Not, you know, anytime the Seahawks have to go somewhere, you're like, okay, we can look at it. There's the, the body clock stuff. It's like, oh man, we're actually playing at 9 a.m. right now. Right. When you get like Ohio is not, I mean, I live in Columbus, Ohio's on Eastern time. 
Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like you're going to, you're going to feel it when you make this trip, you know, like my main office for the company I work for is in LA. Like that is a pain getting out there, you know? So we've talked about it a couple of times. You've mentioned Oregon, the, the size and everything, but I'm just so used to them being, I mean, good, or at least in the conversation of being good in the conversation yeah. of we're playing, we've got the Nike contract. There's the, uniform. there's a shininess about Oregon right. at times. That like again, this uh, I'll pull OU into it. I've never considered OU as an exciting or a cool brand. It just it isn't. It's just it's just a really yeah. really good football brand, and that's sometimes a tough sell. You have to sell recruits on you're going to come play good football, get coached to play good football, and get drafted. Right. <laughs> There's not like a bunch of cool stuff or the brand new right. whatever. But it just seems weird to me. And again, as you've already mentioned, this market size and like you know eyeballs and boosters and all types of stuff that Oregon would be the one just left outside. Here's I mean, one. What here's do they one. do next? No, here's, so here's one. And it, like, I'm going to get hate. I mean, I'm already getting like, you hate mail from Oregon fans, like hate <laughs> tweets from this. Like, cause I said on our last PAC 12 podcast, um, listen, like if you, if you, if the big 10 is going to pick between Washington and Seattle, they're picking Washington. Like yeah. they're likely to pick Washington. And here's why Oregon Oregon punches above its weight because of Phil Knight. Yes. They have like, I mean, it's like you guys, like you guys are familiar with this with T Boone Pickens, yeah. right? Like yeah. T Boone Pickens turned Oklahoma state into something a greater than the sum of its fan base, right? Like greater, like having a super booster in there with bunches of money allows you to go out and compete without having the massive fan base and other boosters and things like that. And that's Oregon. Like they don't have as big, like they have a decent sized fan base. They do decent TV numbers. But the problem is, is like, listen, like when people look at this, they're like, Oregon's top 15 in TV numbers over the last, you know, like whatever number of years. Look, like the networks are not looking at it and like the numbers that you actually did. They're comparing the numbers you actually did versus what another team with the same number, with the same record would do against that same opponent with that same opponent record in that time slot, mm -hmm. right? They, are, they, they know what numbers they should expect out of a matchup like that. And are you a plus or a minus versus that, right? And Oregon, like they've had, they've, they've had some gaudy records, like everybody, everybody's running out. Like we're all these, I'm like, you've had You've had like 10 win seasons. Like, of course, like the casual fans across the country are going to tune in to watch 10 win Oregon, right? You know, like, are they going to tune in for six win Oregon? Are they going to tune in for seven win? No. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like you don't have, you know, like as you start to build the super conference, you know, like as people are going to take some losses you know like you are gonna have, i mean it's true yeah. like i mean yeah. there's you're gonna get distributed around and what kind of tv numbers can you do in a eight win season is re a really important question right like when you are not supported by casual fans not supported by getting a really good tv slot if you are on you know like if you're on in three 30 in the afternoon and you're up against, like if you're on Fox on their three 30 game and ESPN's got their big sec game at three mm -hmm. 30, if you're on the Fox for like, what numbers are you going to do? And 
Oregon's not going to do those kind of numbers that, that are needed, right? And like, if you're the Big Ten and you have to pick somebody to go along with Notre Dame, if Notre Dame, I mean, because like nobody else is getting in the Big Ten. This whole thing, like this fantasy of like people have, like, I mean, there's there are some people out there peddling some horseshit at <laughs> desperate fans. They are just like they're like my sources within the Big Ten. Yes, like, yes. People, like if the people do have a source, like their source is like getting coffee and then like pressing their <laughs> ear against the door, yeah. right? Because people like there are people that have been saying for the last couple of months, like USC and Washington and Oregon and, and UCLA are all going to the big 10. And then when it didn't happen, they're like, well, Oregon and Washington hadn't actually reached out and applied yet. I'm like, dude, that is not the way this works. Yeah. Right. Like uh, the big 10 is hey, like, you get the invite. Right. Yeah. Like, so the, <laughs> this is, this is, this is like, I mean, I don't know. Like if you're, if you're like, if you're recruited professionally, like, uh, what happens is a recruiter reaches out to you and says, Hey, would you be interested in this job? And you're like, yes, I would be interested in this job. And then you do some initial interview type stuff. And then you actually talk to the person. And so when the big 10 is like, Oh, USC and UCLA reached out to us and like, yes. And Fox served as the recruiter, right? Like Fox reached out or someone with Fox reaches out to USC and UCLA and says, Hey, have you thought about applying to the big 10? <laughs> Here's the money that you could make and we would pay. And then UCLA and USC, like there's all this, like, you know, like plausible deniability in it. Right. But like people are literally peddling, like, Oh no, Oregon and Washington just haven't reached out yet. And the process really starts now. I'm like, no, the Big Ten is not yeah. doing two separate Pac-12 ads. If the Big <laughs> if the Big Ten wanted you, or if you wanted Oregon and Washington, they would have been announced with yes. USC and UCLA. Yeah. And so it all comes down now, and the only move left on the table, and this is, I think this is also true for a lot of the ACC program. Mm -hmm. The only big move left on the table is Notre Dame for anyone. For sure, yeah. That is the only major player that can really move the needle and make anybody a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Cause here's a weird one, right? Like, you know, who's got a, like a decent size, but not huge fan base Clemson, like Clemson Clemson's yes. only been at this a while. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, right. They haven't had a chance to build up some massive fan base, right? Like, so Clemson doesn't necessarily do huge TV. Now I'm not saying like Clemson would ever get left out or something like that, but nobody's well, looking at, nobody's looking at Clemson and like, Oh man, like, they're a must have <laughs> from a yeah. money standpoint. Right. Um, and that like, but like, there's also, I mean, when you think like you guys got to see this a little bit, you guys got to, you guys got to see this in the recent SEC schedule vote where they voted not the, the bottom part of the SEC opposed the nine game schedule. Yeah. You guys would have made a lot more money. Like nine games is is a is an addit like what is it you guys have 16 teams that is 16 yeah. additional sec, SEC games, games to sell right that is a lot of cash like the, the, everybody's like why is the big 10 or the pac 12 at nine games i'm like because they can sell the additional content dummy mm -hmm. like, <laughs> like and so the sec this vote like you know the top the top programs in the sec wanted that ninth game yeah and the bottom part of the conference voted no and the reason is, of course, is like the sketch, like their records are going to look, would look terrible without having an additional non-conference game to pad the schedule. But the, for the big 10, like if you're Rutgers, if you're Northwestern, 
you know, like you're hanging out here, you know, with the fear yes. of the fear that in the future ESPN or Fox like creates a new conference and invites everybody else in, right? And not you. And so if you're living in that fear, like if you are Rutgers or Northwestern or like, you know, even, you know, like even let's say Illinois or someone yep. like that. Yep. Why would you let Washington or Oregon in? No, teams yeah, there's that, no chance. Teams that might teams that might profile and have a better shot than you to eventually get into that super conference. You now have the potential to have a several year head start on yes. them, making at least fifty million dollars a year more. Yes, right. Like you have a chance. Like you have an opportunity to put a gap between you. <laughs> And everybody else and have a decent shot. So, like if you the, the Big Ten, if they invited Washington or Oregon in, they would make less money per school than they were, they would just bringing in UCLA or USC, yes. right? Like yep. you need a Notre Dame to potentially bring in more money. Um and the and the also just the I mean, I think you've mentioned it on, on Twitter multiple times, the the uh, AAU yes, or, the Big or, Ten. I mean, yeah, how they share the funding, how they did that kind of stuff. And I had people arguing with me like, no, it's individual funding, individual schools. I'm like, I don't think the Big Ten has it set up that way, though. I think they've they have a lot more resource sharing. And if you get in there and you're not bringing a net positive that way as well, because people are only looking at it from like, oh, you bring in X amount of viewers, like the Texas Tech fans. I was arguing with Iowa State, Oklahoma State, the same things you said, like you were saying. It's like, why would Cal just want to put in three schools? quote unquote better than them <laughs> why would right. you want to do that it doesn't make any sense whatsoever unless it's just a massive upgrade like a texas or an oklahoma or usc like it doesn't right. make any sense whatsoever to strengthen the middle of your program like this right doesn't make unless you're just desperate like that what the big 12 was when they right. brought in sec you know a tcu and everybody's like hey either this or we die you know right it just doesn't make any sense but i mean th that's some of the stuff too where it's like yeah, from a football perspective, yeah, it would be really interesting to watch Oregon play Penn State more often, all that type of stuff more often. But there's so many other check boxes that you just don't check, and that's just it. Yeah, like, I you mean, you're just, you're just not a compelling. Like, I mean, the tough thing is, is like you're just not compelling enough to. I mean, like you know, like I mean, here's a funny one because like I try to explain this to people, and people are like, "Oh, whatever," and I'm like, "Dude, like you have to think about like." Rutgers and Maryland are in the Big Ten. Rutgers and Maryland, like people are like, Boise State's going to be. I'm like, have you been to Boise? Like, there's no one in Boise. <laughs> like, Rutgers and Maryland are in the Big Ten, not because they're good at football. <laughs> they're not good at football, <laughs> yes. right? Like, what they were is they provided an opportunity for the Big Ten to impose a giant tax, basically, on the New York metropolitan, like this is a lot of the New York metropolitan area. And with Maryland, like the Washington DC Metroplex, like that was mm -hmm. it. You know, who's interesting, like really interesting as a potential partner for Notre Dame outside of the ones that people kick around is Georgia tech, Georgia tech's an AAU school. They're yeah. a research institute. Like they are a prime research institution in the heart of Atlanta. Right. Yes. Like, like what we just talked about with, you know, like the Big Ten and their ability to in L.A. County, right? Like L.A. If you can buy, like it's funny, like if you can buy New York and L.A. County, they provide twenty five percent of U.S. GDP, right? Like there's so many people and so much money. Um, 
you know, like, but LA County, like we talked about, like they're going to go up a dollar per subscriber for the big 10 network. Right. Yeah. And they're going to get a lot more subscribers because they'll probably get it on the basic package. The same thing goes for like, if you got in Atlanta, like Atlanta's huge and growing, right? Like it's that kind of thing of like, Oh, you would bring in Georgia tech. And you're like, you're not, you get to, you get, it means you get to send, you know, five big 10 teams to Atlanta every year. Yes. Right. Like that is like you, you all and, of and whatever, sudden, whatever I mentioned earlier about the whole California thing of that recruiting, that's kind of a small point. If now you're sending everyone down into the Southeast right. <laughs> conference, right. and like come play for with, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how everybody what, what, talks what, about what sort North of a sale Wisconsin would be, but it's like, yeah, send them down there. Well, everybody talks about North Carolina, right. As a potential partner. And I'm like, I got, I got 20 bucks says like the big 10 is like, is just eyeball in Georgia tech. Right. Just cause like, again, like it is just, it, it gives you an opportunity to send your teams into these massive markets um, and potentially put a flag down. Right. And compete. Right. Like, you know, Ohio state already recruits nationally and they're recruiting in Florida really well, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that kind of like, it's, it's, uh, but I would also say, if Notre Dame were to come in, I would also keep an eye on Stanford. And this is a weird one. Cause like, <laughs> honest, honestly, and I know this, like, cause I run the college football model thing and a website. And I also, I have a, we have a PAC 12 podcast. Stanford and Cal are invisible. They like, they are, they have the least, <laughs> in, they have the least engaged, like everybody in the conference tends to focus on complain about like Oregon state or Washington state, which are genuinely like, kind of small schools mm -hmm. and like, like that's that's just never going to change given their size and everything they do okay <laughs> like they're not bad and they try to maximize like stanford and cal like if you like if you have you ever seen what the stands look like in a stanford home game like they're empty same with cal yeah, for sure you know like i mean and and they're but at stanford, least stanford had some had a bit of a run obviously yeah. hardball and immediately after hardball luck and everything where it's like oh they they kept beating usc and beating oregon right. it seemed like they were a big time and yeah. i think they're in the top five recruiting like two years in a row or something like yep. that which is wild for yep. that type of school uh so now there's completely they're paying a the head coach i think nine million dollars a year to yeah do nothing to certain i'm not saying he's not, not a good coach no, obviously, he's, but he's, he's, he's just kind of shackled is... with the program yeah, I mean, and it, it continues to fall off year in, year out. They get worse. Um, and I look at, but I mean, like, so like, I like genuinely, if faced with a deficit, like a budget, like a budget crunch, like Washington State and Oregon State would probably like move to the Mountain West and continue to play football, right? Yeah. Like, Stanford and Cal would probably fold the football program. Like that's where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Stanford is supported by a lot of rich alumni who happen to like some of whom happen to care about sports. Yeah. Um, and so they fund that staff at that level, you know, but like no one's engaged. Like the students aren't engaged. A large chunk of the alumni are not engaged, you know, like outside of a couple boosters, people are not engaged. Cal is in a massive hole. I mean, they're there. I don't know if people like I, like their stadium is literally on a fault line. And so <laughs> when, when they had to, when they had to upgrade Memorial stadium, they had to bring it up to like, Oh, you build a stadium on a fault line code, which is, it was just an enormous money sink. Um, 
so Cal is in Cal athletics has been in a massive financial hole for a while. Um, they also have a huge engagement problem with their fans, you know, and the community. I mean, like they're not, neither of them are plugged into their community at all. And so, you know, like I, so I say this, like, I want to lay this out here. It's still possible. The big 10 would take Stanford with Notre Dame. And let me mm -hmm. lay out why is like people underestimate, like the big 10 really cares about academics. All right. Like really cares. Outside of the fact, like Nebraska get, getting kicked out of the uh, Association of American Universities, everyone's a member, right? Nebraska joined when they were a member, and then they got booted. Them in Syracuse. And Iowa State just got kicked out, too. Um, or they just, maybe they just chose to voluntarily leave. That's the polite way of saying it. But anyway, they... Um, Stanford. And also, I mean, look at Stanford. I mean, when when the whole COVID stuff was happening and everyone's kind of shutting stuff down, you had a lot of like sports Twitter people trying to be smart, talking about endowments and everything. I mean, yeah. like Ohio State's endowment is six point eight billion dollars. That's right. that's a lot of money. I'll look up Oklahoma's real fast. It's not great. That's this is why well, I realized so is Oklahoma. I mean, Stanford has crazy money. Yes. Uh, let me find Oklahoma's in uh, uh, because this is when I realized Oklahoma's too poor. So Oklahoma. Uh, I believe that yeah. University of Oklahoma is two point seven billion in endowment. Ohio State six point eight billion. Uh, Stanford's is thirty seven point eight billion dollars. <laughs> right. So I mean, I mean it is just a, a fairly rich school on its own with the ability to do all this stuff. Yes. Because um, it was always floated around like if Stanford really wanted to, they could have just bought the Pac twelve. <laughs> right. And just ran it themselves. Uh, I mean, yeah, that type of thing. You dangle that type of hook. Obviously, it doesn't make sense from like a football level or like a sports level to a certain degree. I mean, maybe some Olympic swimming sports or something. Because I think Ledecky went there or something like that. But um, I think she went to Cal. But like, there's a, like Stanford Cal, has okay. a lot. Stanford has a lot of Olympians. Um, so that part makes sense. But just that amount of money, like kind of walking through. Um, I, I kind of want to shift gears just slightly. There's been some, uh, you know, the 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 Big Twelve has already said, why would they expand? why would they look at any of these Pac-12 schools, <laughs> basically? And um, I know that's probably the marching orders they're giving right now because, you know, they're kind of left out of the alliance and they're always kind of behind everything. <laughs> but what would you see happening? I mean, would you see there being some of the Pac-10, Pac-12 teams that got left over, they don't get the invite, and they're thinking, okay, we need to scramble. Do we just grab a couple of these smaller Mountain West teams or they think about, I mean, you know, the Big 12 is not necessarily on the biggest ground. Um, I mean, what do you think the remaining schools need to do to, I guess, survive? Well, here's where, I mean, the, the rubber hits the road here is like, as long as the Pac-12 has, because like there, you have a top five that are in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. So that is, I mean, and that can true and that you can work around and that is Washington, Oregon, the Arizona schools and Utah. You have a bottom five that is in like, like whether they are total basket cases like Colorado, Stanford and Cal, or just smaller schools that have smaller draw, like Washington mm -hmm. state and Oregon state. Um, the top five is enough to hold it together, right? Like yeah. if you can keep that five, um, you're in a decent spot. And I think that in that case, and, and look, I mean, let's like every, everybody again, like let's, let's look behind the curtain, right? Like if, if he, like if, if Washington and Oregon 
neither of them go to the Big Ten. And in this case, like I, I think it's basically like as Notre Dame's plus one, or you're not getting, mm-hmm. you know, and it's only going to be one of them that gets in. Um, you know, as long as the Pac-12 keeps those programs then it makes sense to stick together and my guess is that espn and fox and maybe nbc whoever comes in or cbs who is does not appear to be they're they may get some share of the big 10 contract but i don't know that that'll give them enough right um there will be they will come together and give the pac-12 enough money to serve you know what would be the old i mean i i almost like i still say pac-10 sometimes right (laughs) um you know they'll give them enough money to stay together um is my likely i mean now are they get like but they're probably going to come in around the same tv deal that the big 12 comes in right like with those like and maybe like the trouble is i mean for the Pac-12 again is like it's not necessarily the I mean look like Washington and Oregon are not Michigan or Penn State right like no if those are your number if those are your three or four number three or four schools in your conference like they're not comparable to what the SEC has or the big you know the Big Ten has but they're they do decent numbers still um and I think that like you know you can get a decent payout you know still at that like right around probably where the Big 12 is going to fall where it gets interesting or where things would change is let's say the Pacific Northwest schools, one of them's gone, both of them are gone, that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like then all of a sudden what you might have is like Arizona, like, cause every, cause nobody here's the, like, cause Washington and Oregon fans feel like they can dictate to the rest of the PAC 12 right now. And I'm like, you guys aren't that far ahead in your valuations where you guys are going to be like, I mean, you guys ain't USC. Like we, like everyone in the PAC 12 would have agreed to unequal revenue distribution with USC. Yes. Everyone yeah. would have done it. Right. Like the old PAC 10 was built on an uneven revenue distribution model. Nobody's going to do that for Oregon or Washington. Like ASU is not going to agree to that in a million years. Neither is Utah. Like they, they pull nearly as well. Um, and so in that case, what likely happens is, is like, the top half probably divorces from the bottom half. And in that case, it's probably, and again, like this is not what will happen is ESPN and Fox will decide <laughs> that they are going to the big 12. Right. What I wish would happen. And I say this cause like, it's just going to be pointless and we're going to end up with something stupid when we could do something mildly smart is I just wish ESPN would just bust up the ACC already they sit on that contract right like they've got all those ac ac schools locked in so if like notre dame went into the big 10 um the acc's last great hope (laughs) of getting it together is gone yeah and then espn could basically be like hey listen like we'll pay out x amount of money to blow because they're on the contract to blow up this contract whatever um but that could potentially like the big 12 is it doesn't make sense to like add in the Arizona schools in Utah and Colorado who probably like in the case of like any shakeup in the Pacific Northwest, those are the schools that are, would probably go to the big 12. It doesn't make sense to add them with like Cincinnati and UCF, you know, and West Virginia, like no one wants those games. Um, what would make more sense would be, you know, like the, the big 12 actually splits in half right and like the eastern part goes and joins the acc and the western part goes and joins the what's left of the pac-12 right like 
because then you end up with something that is far more sane, right? Like you don't have, you don't have, you know, like potentially, um, you know, like Utah going to central Florida, like that's bonkers, right? Like in that case, you would have central Florida go to the ACC. You would have Louisville and Cincinnati in the same conference. You would have West Virginia and Pitt in the same conference. Like all the things when people sometimes complain about like college football, like, it would it could make a lot more sense again at least for like i mean at least for the like at least for those schools right yes, i don't think yeah. we're going to i don't think we're going to get i don't think they you you'd have the two major conferences and you'd have the supporting regional conferences yeah and the regional conferences it. would make more sense yes. like the worst case scenario i think and look like i still think it's i th- i mean the only like i think it's 60 40 that both Washington, like maybe more at this point, like it's probably 80, 20, like that both Washington and Oregon do not end up in the big 10. Um, one may with Notre Dame, but both will not in all likelihood. So that leaves us with like, I just don't like, I don't want us to, I don't want this to end up in like the situation where we end up with like these completely crazy all over the place conferences for no reason. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you yeah, guys I mean, had this with the Big Twelve for a long time. Like going to West Virginia, yeah. what's the point of that? It's <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's weird. And as you're right, I mean, you'd have the the Pac-10 back. You could have the Southwestern Conference back. You'd have the Big Eight back. I mean, just in in like weird zombie forms of them, right. but they would all be there again. You know, Big East or whatever. It's like we just restructured those things. But right. something that's kind of kicking in my head is like that. This is the timing of it. Because like I, I am an OU fan. Obviously, it's an OU podcast. We have a little bit of like doom casting about ourselves. It's like okay, because OU feel OU fandom for a certain a certain type of us feel like it's we're the ones punching above the weight class. Like we never see ourselves as like the giant in the room, <laughs> even though OU usually <laughs> is the giant in the room. <laughs> Dude, I, when I was a kid, I went to a Copper Bowl where Oklahoma was coming off of suspension, like I mean NCAA yes. sanctions, and it was like six and six and playing BYU or something yeah. like that. Hell, Steve Sarkeesian might have been the quarterback for the Cougars. Um, <laughs> and OU, like the, the place was packed with yeah. you know Oklahoma fans. You know, I mean, I'll grant you, like going to Tucson for Christmas is pretty nice. Pretty but, nice, <laughs> pretty nice. No, I've got I've got some whiskey glasses from the Sun Bowl for a similar type of thing, or it's like. It's a horrible season for us. And the other team's like, hell yeah, we're playing Oklahoma right. in the Sun Bowl. Uh, but it's just, there's like this weird little thing of, well, you know, we recruit great, just not the greatest, you know, all that type right. of stuff that Oklahoma has to deal with where it's not quite at the top of the top of the top of the top of the talent acquisition and everything. And it, you always kind of feel like you're just kind of punching above. But man, I, I've completely lost my point. I was going to say there, but no, uh, the timing of it. So it's like, man if the ACC didn't have a horrible grant of rights, would it have been Clemson, Florida state to the SEC, you know, something like that. I mean, it's just all just, but if, if everything was equal and every grant of right ended at the same time, would the four schools that have been poached been the four schools that got poached? I mean, I think they still get poached, but I think the ACC also gets busted into. Right. And I think both, both the big 10 and because like the ACC is a weird mix, right? Like, so the ACC is a fun, it, they used to be, I mean, like the big 10 and the PAC 12 kind of a conference that really cared about their academics mm-hmm. and then conference realignment hit them. And they're like, 
they kind of held their nose and they're like, yeah, sure. We'll take Louisville too. (laughs) (laughs) The, but that like the ACC has some schools that you would look at and say, Hey, that school would like not only really want, but would be a cultural fit for what the big 10 is doing. And that is like North Carolina, maybe a Georgia tech Miami took years of invest like years of football driving their national profile they invested a lot they're an mm-hmm. AAU school now um, but you also have schools that like Clemson yep. and Florida State that are not free you know top research universities and really care about football and they're the ones that are probably like much more of a fit for like you know an SEC yep. um you know, and maybe the SEC, I mean, another one that like really cares about football, not an eight, but you know, Virginia Tech. Um, mm-hmm. you know, those schools probably are a more cultural fit for the SEC. It is just a question of like if you're the SEC, like I mean, Florida State, maybe. I mean, that's like, I mean, because there's like yeah. so much duplication of like for for all of these ACC schools that you would talk about, like there are are they a cultural fit for what the SEC wants to do? They'd want to be in the SEC. Um, there's a lot of duplication of markets, man. Yeah. Like the SEC's already yeah. got South Carolina. The SEC is just, I mean, they're they're practically surrounding Virginia. You know, yeah. like, I mean, what are they gonna? What what? How much? It would, al- more, it would almost be mean charity to start the Grammy if you look at no, it just from I a free market perspective. If I'm yeah. South Carolina, if I'm South Carolina Gamecocks, and someone comes to me and says, "Hey, we're gonna add in Clemson." Clemson. I'd be like, no, at no point in time will this ever happen. You will have to murder the entire state of South Carolina. I mean, it's like, so, I mean, I think let Florida them die on the vine. That's if yeah. I'm those types of schools, it's like, let them die. Who cares about Florida state, Miami, let them, let them fade away. You know, if I so like Florida, Florida state probably brings an, like, I, I, I mean, Florida state and Clemson, I mean, but they're not, I mean, they're not Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, that's the, that the ad that you're like, the amount of money that Texas and Oklahoma are going to bring is a lot. Same as like UCLA and USC, right? Like, there's nobody left on the table other than Notre Dame that's going to bring you that kind of money per school where you're going to get a bump, right? Like you might not make any extra money per school yeah. if you added in Florida State and, you know, Clemson, and you're going to have Florida and South Carolina and maybe Georgia that don't want to do it, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, yeah, it doesn't the, take many votes to, to right. not have it happen. I mean, and, and I know it's I know it's a very very small thing because you're talking about these additives and everything, and we think of it always from football perspective. But like Oklahoma had top billing on ESPN for softball. I mean, it's like right. It's it's a full you know, like it's everything to a certain right. degree. Like everything's being done here. Like this, they talked about the World Series having a, one of the higher ratings in the last like five years or something. It's like yeah, big state school versus big state school makes a lot of money. Okay. right it's wild yeah. that, that happens well and also like people are figuring out they're like uh oh man we were dummies like women's sports actually sell <laughs> yes like, yeah like, yeah like a the lot NCAA, of different reasons yeah. yeah the ncaa and uh the, the the women's basketball tournament and that complete mismanagement of that those rights um yeah wow uh but i yeah i i i do think i do think that there is like the S the, the, the ACC is an inch like they're in, like, they'd be interested. Like some of those schools would be more interesting to the big 10 to expand. Like we talked about with Georgia tech as an expansion mm-hmm. of their footprint. 
I'm I'm re- like, and I know people are like, oh, you know, like the the rumors, like the rumor, people that don't actually know about the ACC contract are throwing around, like, oh, you know, like the SEC is going to add Florida State and Clemson. Rumors, you know, I'm like, that's not happening. Like, I don't, I don't have to have sources to know that's not happening. I've seen the contract, right? Like ESPN, if ESPN wants that to happen, it will. But like, nobody from Florida State or Clemson is going to drive that bus. Um, and that's where, like, I kind of like, but I kind of wonder with the ACC, what will, like, they're, they're the one that's like, what will happen? Because, um, I'm not, I'm not entirely sold that they've got a real, like they, they need, they need over, over what they've got, you know, however long that, I don't think that contract runs the termination. It's like through like 2036 or something bananas. Yes. Yes. I don't think it runs all the way through. But they really need Clemson to stay where they've been. They need Florida State to figure it out. They need Miami to figure it out. Um, in the and same Miami's way, that, like, trying. Miami right. does seem to be trying. Florida State is probably one more year firing the head coach and then trying again. Yeah. <laughs> and then Clemson, I think Clemson is. I don't, Clemson's I mean, interesting. I, I, don't I mean, know. like, I they think Clemson, yeah, Clemson was at the peak. Now they're down. Clemson is like what in my mind what would have happened if Oregon had won a national championship in that run of like that four to five year window and then they yeah. become a really like everyone watches them but they're winning eight to ten games a year type of thing and if that's who they are I don't know if that's someone you grab it, it's kind of like to your point yeah I'm like but they like you do what you can't have because the ACC has been hideously bad outside of Clemson I mean hideously bad yes. And you cannot have you you have an opportunity here, perhaps with like this this being locked up with ESPN, and maybe ESPN just looks at that contract and is like, whatever, we're just going to sit on this because like this is easy money that <laughs> yeah, we made off these right. uncle ads. Yeah. So that's possible. But if you are, you know, if you're looking at this from you know the ACC, like don't do that. You cannot have like the PAC 12 over that 10 year deal. Like Larry Scott made some stupid decisions about the PAC 12 network and everything, but also like the PAC 12 sucked. The PAC 12 made horrendous coaching hires outside of Kyle Whittingham at Utah and Mike Leach at Washington state. Every single team in that conference has at least two bad hires. That's insane. In like a 10 year period, everybody had, and some of those hires, were disasters, right? Like, yes. I mean, like Kevin Sumlin in Arizona, like, um, oh, what's his name at um, Oregon State that quit? Like, just oh, Gary Anderson, yes, like, yeah. just quits oh, yeah. halfway through the. I mean, like, there were some disaster level hires in there, you know, like, and that that kind of thing. Like, you can't, you don't do that. Like, you guys have to get your ship right because, like, there's no forgiveness in this yeah. market right like i mean what, what do you think it happens like this is two schools that are somewhat different but have similar athletic profiles um because i've even heard i haven't you've talked you've said a lot of acc teams and you haven't said duke's name one time <laughs> what happens to a duke what happens to i know i know the big 12 is kind of solidified but like kansas it's like 
it's, it's basketball. Like, it, what it's happens basketball. to basketball that's schools? All you are right? is basketball. That's purely what you are is basketball. And you're I mean, hoping man, a conference a, says we care al- about basketball. <laughs> as an alumnus of the University of Arizona, I wish basketball mattered more. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, because like look at I mean, because all of you, you know, all of what you would think of as like the top basket, other than Kentucky, man, like Kentucky's yeah. actually like Mark Stoops is a good coach. Um, you, you know, most of the elite basketball programs right now are terrible at football yes. and it's not saved. It's not going to save any of them. No. Um, I mean, like and, just do somehow become an Ivy school. I mean, I, I don't know what happens to a program like that. I mean, that, like that's sort. I mean, that, and and that's where. I mean, oh man, you want to? I mean, like, I don't think that there's a good way to like. Duke is the worst Power Five team I've ever measured. Last season under Cutliff, they were worse than 2012 Colorado, which was that was the John Embry year, and they were mm-hmm. awful. Um, yeah, they're ter- they're the, you know who is it the the Texas A and M defensive coordinator took over. Um, yeah, he's that guy's got the heart. Like th- that hole, he's got to dig them out of. They are in a None massive of it hole. Sense why he took that job? Other than I guess he just was. He took the first head coach job. That, they that had to offer. They had to have basically offered him like, yeah, we know this is going to be a while. Like you've got five years guaranteed or something. Or, like the, or that, it's right? like the like, uh, who's the uh, Panthers head coach rule, like the Matt Rule yeah. Baylor thing. It's like here's ten years. Right. Like we got take, we got take problems. Time to fix it. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, look, I just, I don't think like Duke's got an academic brand. Um, but I don't think, I just don't think they're going to like, I mean, if you are looking at, if you're looking at like, they're just too close to North Carolina, yeah. North Carolina is a much bigger draw in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, than Duke. I mean, like small private schools, you're just whoo, buddy. Like that's just not. Like, unless you're grandfathered in like Vanderbilt or Northwestern, mm-hmm. like you're in a bad spot. Like yeah. you're not going to do the kind of numbers um, that you, that you want. So like Duke, Duke, I just, I, it's hard to see them get like in Kansas the same way. Like yeah. you remember, you remember last summer, like when the, the announcement and like, there was like the, there, there was like Kansas the, to the big 10 rumor, <laughs> like, which was not even a real rumor. It was just somebody from Kansas space like um <laughs> yeah. just making shit up <laughs> just looking at the stars look at right. all that flat land yeah, <laughs> I, can like, see oh, the, I, heard I can see the big 10 from here right like there's no earthly way i mean it's just there's it, it, in the end like i mean and part of it too is like the ncaa still owns march madness mm-hmm. right like now i think that's good i think this is one of those rare cases where like college sports came together and so like again like we talk about like when when we talk about like what drives pro football it's not the networks like the nfl basically opens up their wares and is like here's what we're willing to sell you how much are you willing to pay and the networks are like we're willing to pay this much right like that doesn't work Mm -hmm. in you know for college football because the networks are the power right like in all of this and so you know for like duke or anyone like there's no one there's like or or, sorry for like the ncaa tournament it is an odd one because like this is when we're like they have come together and collectively there is like a central authority that has the power to run it and make smart decisions for the good of all 
which is, you know, because like if, if you let the power conferences run the NCAA tournament, they'd like restrict the number of bids and like Cinderella would be gone and people would stop watching as much because like that's yes. half the fun, right? Like, yeah. so it's one of those weird cases, like, but because the NCAA owns the basketball tournament and continues to like, you know, like hand out revenue the way they do from that, there's just less money, I think, overall to be made from college basketball because like far and away their best property is that is the you know the postseason tournament there's a lot of money to be made on the postseason tournament it just gets distributed among like 300 schools that play division one hoops <laughs> right yes. um for so but I, I just i don't think i don't think basketball is going to move the needle at all like i i think even for north carolina like it's not doing arizona a lick of good like arizona is an aau school they have uh when people talk about like there was a joke amongst the pac-12 this is going to sound mean, but whatever. Like, there's a joke among the Pac-12 of like, oh, because like most of the Pac-12 schools were AAU members, um, with the exception of Arizona State, Washington State, and Oregon State. And uh, there's one school within the Pac-12 that like is like barely getting its homework on time, and that's Oregon. Like, Oregon's research budget <laughs> is like much smaller. They are an AAU school, but they're like continually like treading the line of like getting in trouble or not um so like the the there's just there's nothing that's going to save like i mean duke's an aau school they have a great basketball program no one cares about their football kansas same deal Man. unfortunately for arizona right now also the same deal they made two bad hires in a row they made rich rod and then kevin Sumlin, and you are in an enormous hole <laughs> you know like at the wrong time i mean that's just like what sucks for this, I think, too, is like, man, if like USC, like if Pete Carroll never goes to the NFL to win the Super Bowl, like USC keeps winning, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like Pete Carroll is going to like win forever, you know, like he certainly had problems on the back end of his tenure. Um, but if they don't go hire Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian when Sark, when Sark was, you know, like had yes. a lot of personal problems yeah. um, and then. Yeah, and then uh, Clay Helton. If those three hires don't happen, back like to yes, back to like back. I mean that that's three. You're pr like at the absolute headliner, right? Like you have three horrendous hires, right? Like, um, you know, don't like that. Like, but I I think if you're like, what's interesting, I think too is like, like we talked about a little bit. What happened? I mean the. the what's the long-term play, right? Like what happens with the schools that are the Purdue's? What happens with the Vanderbilt's? What happens with the South Carolina's, right? I mean, as, like, as, as long as it's ESPN versus Fox, I think nothing. I mean, you have to hold on to them, but if somehow one, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if somehow ESPN gets their hands on both of them, then it becomes we'll just merge, merge these two conferences together. Then you other teams just take the top off. Both, right? off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then that's that. But as long as it's Fox ESPN, I think they're there, but who knows how this, how long this stuff lasts. I mean, who long, I mean, yeah. But you here's can the, like, keep printing money and throwing at these schools. I'm fascinated to see this because look like you, you probably know, like, I mean, I don't know when was the last time Oklahoma had a really bad year. Maybe not. Oklahoma's uh, been right on before a Lincoln Riley, which was yeah. I mean, like, but still. so like, I I see this a lot with our numbers that we do for like sharp college football. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's a lot more interest early in the season. Everybody's hopes are like up. They're yes. like, oh, our team yeah. can be good, yeah. right? And then like as reality sets in and you're like the losses pile up, like people tune out, right? Mm -hmm. And I wonder what's going to happen, right? Like you need, you need some schools to take some L's, right? Like yeah. you, because if your major brands are taking L's, people are tuning out. Yeah. And that's what I kind of wonder at with this model of this, in this concentration, right? Is like, it works in the NFL in large part because like also like there, there, there are games that are not nationally broadcast in the NFL. Like they're like some like there's some games with like three and six teams playing each other and people don't tune in, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for Oklahoma is how, how we have it here. I mean, and I'm sure it's like this for every other major program, the L that you take, like I said, you do start losing interest, but it depends on when you take it and how you yep. take it. And then usually we have a very large engagement spike because it's like, what's happened. <laughs> right. They're not supposed to lose. And like, we need these guys fired. It's like, there's a lot of engagement immediately. Right. But if you lose, if you lose twice or three times, and yet you may as well just be talking out into the ether to a certain degree. Well, and that's where, like, I mean, like the the expansion of like the expansion of the playoff becomes critical because then you continue to drive. Like part of an expanded playoff is you continue to drive fan engagement deeper into the season, right? Like yes. even as losses may you may accrue some losses. But like, I just kind of wonder at this, like this idea, like that they have of like this full on con, like people are throwing out, like, we're going to have real super conferences with like no bad teams in them. And I'm like, I just no, don't, I don't no. like, yeah. because at that point, like, cause casual fans, people that are going to watch, like, let's say you have a team, let, let's say Arizona state's left out of this, right? Like Arizona state is left in whatever the big 12 is or whatever the pack 10 is. Right. Let's say they get on a heater. Right. Like people are going to tune in because people look at win loss record. They're going to be yeah. like, oh, like a 10 win. Like there's a matchup of like a 10 win Arizona State against like a nine win Washington or something like that. Like that's an attractive matchup that's going to get some eyeballs that like a, you know, like in a full on super conference setup, like let's say where Texas is like five and five, <laughs> you know, like, yes. but I mean, like, sure, you're like now, sure, you will continue to like, but that's where like, and, I'm interested because like, man, even the Yankees blow it sometimes, like having all yeah. the money in the world, like you can like oh, Alabama hired Mike Shula. You can make a bad hire and screw it up. People are like, Alabama is invincible. This will never stop. I'm yeah. like, Nick Saban's going to retire and then they're going to have to make another hire again. And the last time Craig Byrne hired a football coach, he hired Rich Rodriguez. So like, <laughs> bad things can happen, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Let's please let, allow that hire to happen again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rich Rod. Yeah. No, but I mean, yes, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, who's the OC right now? Um, oh, the, God, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Like, you know, what if they did something like that? He's like, the diet, he's like the Diet everything. Coke of Steve Sarkis. Like, I mean, like, their <laughs> yes. offense was not as good as it was under Sark. Um, it, yeah, some of the stuff you, you, you mentioned, yeah, I mean, that happened to OU, all these guys. Like, man, OU's going to take all these losses. They're going to lose. It's just, I'm like, yeah, sure. Alabama, Georgia, LSU. I get it. I get it. Like I truly get those three schools. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle probably a L to Georgia and Alabama most years. It's like, but Vanderbilt, Tennessee, right. Mississippi State, Ole Miss. I'm like, well, I, they're talented, sure, but like I'm not shaking in my boots thinking about OU playing 
80% of that schedule other than well, you just playing playing, a lot of talented teams. <laughs> your schedule every year is not going to be Alabama, Georgia, you know, like, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, if you do draw that, you'd be like, Oh man, what did we yeah. do? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You only draw Auburn on the odd years and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not going to get like, yeah, you're not going to have like the, this like bonker, like, but I, I don't want to say like, Oh, you like, I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying that like in the, in this future, right. Of like where people throw out this idea of this, like full on, super conference concentration where like you would lose the bottom half of the SEC. like i just i don't think that's sustainable because like these programs have built up their fan bases over the years by winning right people care about like and i say this because like i run an advanced stats model like you know who was pretty good last season nebraska their win the loss record sucked did nebraska fans tune in no, they did not. Even though Nebraska was still a pretty good football team that had a lot of really bad luck, you know, like people don't care. They care about wins and losses. And like you could have a couple of years of some like, and especially with the way this could add up, like, you know, you can have a couple of years, like you make two bad coaching hires in a row. That's a decade. Yes. Potentially of bad football that you could try to be digging yourself out of it. And there's no, when people thought like, there's no equilibrium, like there's no NFL draft yeah. to try to hit reset. Yeah. Right. It, like it's like a, like Jim Mora. You, I'll, I'll give you two examples. Like Jim Mora, bad on field, but that next head coach could have done something with all the recruiting inroads he had done. <laughs> it's like, Hey, it's setting yeah. you up. But like Florida, Dan Mullen, you know, had some people be like, Oh, Dan just had a, you know, three losses and they're firing. I'm like, no, no, no. That means you're not paying attention to the lifeblood of the program, which is right. like completely fall away. Like right. Napier has a lot more heavy lifting to do, in my opinion, than I think maybe people realize it because <laughs> you think, oh, Florida, you just sign up 25 Florida kids and you're good to go. Right. <laughs> but there's a lot more about that than that has to go into it. And especially if you see how he's recruiting lately. I mean, I don't know if you're paying attention to uh, Florida message boards. <laughs> they're not too happy with, the state of the program even i'm just a, him so far. I, I i made this joke last year i'm just like man you got two two plum sec jobs open in lsu and florida and nobody hired lane kiffin who just won 10 games at Ole miss and i don't get me wrong lane yeah. kiffin has some baggage but <laughs> but, but what like brian kelly and Billy Napier? I mean, like, do you the want Kel to the Kelly LSU hire does not seem like a fit in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion, at all. You guys, I don't you know guys how it's just, gonna work. It's not gonna work because he just hired he hired a guy that he basically like Mike Denbrock is his offensive coordinator. Mike Den he when Mike Denbrock was his OC at Notre Dame, Kelly took away play calling duties from him. And then there you go. We got no, it. no. And then last year, <laughs> Denbrock, Denbrock is the offensive coordinator for Cincinnati, but then he gets hired at LSU. And in the announcement of promoting the new OC at Cincinnati, Luke Fickle says, Oh, yeah, by the way, this guy's actually been calling plays for the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's had his play calling duties taken away the last two times he's been an OC. And Kelly's like, Yes, this is my guy. <laughs> it's I mean, so what are what, we're we're talking about like just taking the tops off these conferences. And now it's been kicked around a little bit and you know, just for some fun ideas, but 
what about the idea of of regulation, like doing that premier style there? I mean, do you think cultural wall would ever even think about something like that? Because um, I mean, that would drive something. <laughs> like, like we're we're five and we're you know we're five and six right now. We got to get to six and six. We're falling right. off this table. <laughs> I mean, because the thing is, you because you know schools like I'll just say it like Texas would have been relegated multiple times by now if they kept winning the way they are. Uh, I mean, do you think that's something that we would, you know, American football watchers could embrace or even get their head around? I mean, I don't, I mean, look, like, I don't think if you created the premier league today, I don't think relegation would be as part of it because like what had relegation, it used to be before you had people paying you know, like in premier league, what is it like? Yes. I mean, some of those prices like over a billion dollars, yeah. right? Like if you, if you're paying a billion dollars, you are, you are full. Like, I mean, there was a push among the owners to like of the big clubs to try to do away with relegation from the premier league, because like I did not just pay a billion dollars to go play Wiggum or whatever, you know, <laughs> I mean, to go, yes. to go, to go to some rainy spot. And then like in the middle of nowhere in England or Wales and like, try to figure, like try to play a game. So like, I think for the, I'd be surprised in college football. I, I mean, I would be surprised to, to see something yeah. like that. I mean, but it, it, you will end up in a spot where like you will have teams that go on. Like if you did that, like somebody's going to be the lions, right? Some program yes. you think of yeah. now as like a, that's used to have putting up big wins year in year out, filling the stadium. Like, somebody's going to be the lion. Somebody's going to make three or four bad coaching hires in a row because statistically someone will, you know, and then they end up a doormat, you know, like, and that, and meanwhile, you're going to have schools that are going to emerge out of what's left as not quite powers, but something right. Like, you know, they won't have the budgets or anything like that, but they'll still play good football. There's still, and like, here's where things would change is if they broke away from the NCAA regulation and they allowed more players on the roster. Like that's where, that's where all of a sudden things like the gap between the haves and the have nots gets really big. Um, I think if, that's probably the next step. Yes, I mean, that likely the, is. If, I, if I'm them, I'm thinking if, if I'm Ohio state or, or let's not say Ohio State, Alabama or, or Oregon. I mean, not Oregon, uh, uh, Alabama, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, the top three recruiters, they've got, you know, they're, but, you know, if I'm OU, if I'm LSU, if I'm Texas, it's like that wear and tear of having to kind of go up against them. You know, it's like, yeah, give me an extra 20 guy. <laughs> like, right. Like, let me build this out. Like, then we can, com like, we can compete more. Uh, you know, I think that like right. tier one tier down, would love that and then you would i think potentially you could start seeing some obviously some separation between that tier well, and everyone down but that tier right below those top three i think would shift up just slightly and start nudging up against them uh in because, my opinion and then you start paying the players yes because you're, ta you're talking about insane amounts of money you yes. treat them like employees and you pay them so they don't transfer Right. Yes. Like I'm not getting playing time. I'm buried on this much bigger depth chart, but I'm getting paid more than I'm going to make somewhere else. So maybe I discourage transferring, or maybe I just decide that the free transfers out, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you're running those, like, cause like, that's, 
if your dreams to get to the NFL, it still might be tough to get to the NFL if you're not playing, playing right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's like, regardless of how big your roster is, there's still only 22 spots on the field. Um, and so like, there is that problem there. Um, and so you would see guys still transferring to make playing time available. But I, I mean, that's like, I, I, when you think about the future of college football of what would really make the gap big, it's that like that, like that would be, we have, we can afford bigger rosters. We can pay them, you know, more out of like as directly as employees. And then all of a sudden you're talking about like a big gap between the, the, the big leagues and the knots. Well, I think we've, uh, I've used up plenty of your time, and I appreciate you spending this time. Man. I got I to go third. help my former father-in-law in, oh. uh, unload a storage unit because he's in his 70s. <laughs> okay. Well, it was my if this needs, hot Sunday if this afternoon. Needs to, if this needs to, quote-unquote, run long. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, gotta, <laughs> I said I'd do it, so I got to go do it. Like, uh, but I appreciate you doing this on July 3rd, the day before America's uh, birthday, uh, taking time off on the holiday weekend to talk. Uh, I, I guess this massive fireworks show that went off. Uh, in an area in which you have a little more expertise than uh, I do, which is none. Uh, so congratulations on that, Rob. Thanks for doing this. Um, and for everyone listening, um, we'll be back to our normal scheduling next weekend with Alan and Matt back in there talking purely about Oklahoma football. Sorry you had to listen about other things that aren't Oklahoma. <laughs> but it felt like it was a big enough news cycle to bring something in and just talk about it directly. But uh, Rob, where can, where can the listeners of the public feed find you? Uh, you can find me at beta rank FB. Um, and you can also find us at sharp college football um, on Twitter and then sharp college And we are, uh, I haven't announced like, but we're, we're going to be expanding. We're going to cover more football in other directions coming this year. So I will have announcements on that at some point. Well, and also guys, so this type of interview you just listened to is what we usually have on the Patreon account. So if you liked this, uh, Rob's been on, it's been on two uh, Patreon episodes already. This is his first first public appearance. Um, join us at uh, patreon.com slash through the keyhole. You can support us for $4 a month and get uh, interviews like we had with Rob or Ryan Chapman or Bill Connolly, uh, Stephen Godfrey. We try to bring in people to talk OU football or talk about the college football uh, landscape at large. Um, so anyway, uh, I've enjoyed it. Thank you, Rob, again for doing this. And Absolutely. I'll get this out, I'll get this out with uh, the last thing I always say. Boomer! Boomer!